Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach and number one best-selling author, Gordon Burcham. Hi, welcome to the next episode of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. And today I'm joined by a special guest, uh, Martial Arts Business Supremo, who has got uh, nearly a thousand members in his martial arts schools, has uh, 15 schools, I think, uh, within his martial arts empire. And uh, he's going to share some insights here on how he's built his school, his martial arts journey, and give some tips and tricks on building your empire going forwards. And I'm really looking forward to speaking to him. So, Give a warm welcome to Mr. Tom Nicholson. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, very well, Gordon. Thank you for that introduction. Very kind of you. No problem at all. No problem. So uh, is this your first podcast you've ever done? It is, actually, yeah. Fantastic. It's great to have you on. Really, really is great to have you on board. So I'm down here, actually, at Pro Action Martial Arts and Fitness today. Come to have a little look round. Been meaning to get down for a fair while now. I managed to get down and have a little look at his premises. Very impressive. How big is it? 6,000 square foot? Uh, 5,000. Oh, 5,000 5, square foot premises. Really well laid out with really nice open air reception area. Large gym, really large training area, boxing facilities and loads and loads of stuff. So it's, it's a really real pleasure to be here. So I'm going to ask you a few questions here now, Tom, and share with the audience here on your journey. So I'd like to take people right back to when they started martial arts. So just a very, very quick overview. When did you start learning or training in the martial arts? So my, my background and still my main main style in martial arts is ITF Taekwondo. I was introduced to it back in 1990. Well, I was introduced prior to that, really, through my brother training. My older brother was training. I was currently having swimming lessons and mum and dad wouldn't let us go. Um, had to get to a certain standard, had to reach that standard before I was allowed to start the martial arts. I was really, really keen to to get in there and give it a go. And the day I started, I was hooked from day one. So I started training in 1990, achieved my first degree black belt at the beginning of 94. And then at, I think it was 90, 99, 2000, qualified for the national team. And that was when my competition career really, really took off. And that was a direction that I chose to go with it. Didn't progress through the grading syllabus quickly after that. I, I held myself back at each grade. I think I was five years at each Dan grade or almost five years at each Dan grade. Um, quality's always been a, a big, big thing for me. And it paid off in the end. I had a big break from competition. Fast forwarded all the way up to 2013. Took a silver medal at the European Championships. Was was very, very fortunate to have that opportunity. And progressed through the national team network within the ITF. Um, in that earlier phase prior to that when I'd had a little while off competition dabbled in different styles from sort of 98 onwards trained in kickboxing as well had a couple of years in Brazilian jiu-jitsu which was amazing I would love to get back to that again and it was fantastic to return to that be a white belt all over again be a sponge and and taking all that knowledge really spent a lot of time growing the schools and here we are today awesome sounds amazing really really good love to hear the story of martial artists because when you're running a martial arts school uh, you forget that you started because you're a martial artist and you start with that passion. And I, I know you're passionate uh, about your martial arts and I know you set your standard very high, which is what I love. Tell me a little bit about it. So your tournament career, how did that pan out? Did you win any national titles? 
how do you do? Yeah, so as, as a junior, um, the martial arts world as a whole, but particularly the ITF Taekwondo world was all, all very broken up and very, you know, must stick to your own group, must stick to this, must stick to that. all very close. It's something I'm working really hard to, to fight against now, actually. I think just as, as martial arts school owners, we all need to come together. Whether we have schools, you know, one in Scotland and one in England, whether we are right next door to each other, it makes absolutely no difference. We just need to come together. So as a junior student, I was quite confined to the competitions that I was allowed to enter and found my own way going to a few open competitions a bit bigger. And then my final competition as a junior was one that really stuck out for me. I'd, I'd won sort of our group's version of English and British titles and things. Had a bit of a rude awakening as I went into more open competitions and found that actually there was a whole big wide world out there and it, it spurred me on to do better um and yeah the one that stood out for me was the irish open in 97 great when, comp great comp well yeah it was the taekwondo yeah, not still the great comp, one. still a great comp um so yeah that uh, the, well, the taekwondo version of it in 90 yeah 97 my last junior competition and I, I won the best overall competitor um had a fantastic time it was the first time you know getting on a plane and going away to compete it was amazing it will stick with me that one qualified as an adult into the national team a couple of years later and then had some bad experiences with competitions and actually one of my only and biggest regrets was I said no, forget this I'm not going to do this anymore I'm just going to teach I'm going to concentrate on developing my students which was a great thing but I neglected my own competitions I didn't compete for nigh on a decade and then I actually went to a competition which happened to be a national selections competition to put myself under pressure for a grading ad coming up and uh, the then national coach came over and, and said, we'd like, you know, I'd won the competition. He said, we'd like you in the national team. And, and the bug came back and I realised what a bad mistake it was to have not <laughs> competed previously. But, you know, we made up for lost time. We, we did well and it was great. It was a big part of my journey. But I'm just loving teaching and sharing it. That, yeah. That's what's great for me is sharing the martial arts. And that's what I mean when I say school owners, the industry has to come together. We've got to come together. We've all got to work together. We're only going to learn from each other. You know, we teach respect, we teach loyalty. We can be loyal and still work openly in groups and have a fantastic time doing what we all love, which is martial arts. I love that. So along the same ethos that I have um, with what I do and try and share that and open up the dialogue between martial arts instructors, which can be very, very subdued at best. But I think I think the world's changing, thank, thank goodness. And over in the UK, we are... Definitely uh, joining forces together a lot, lot more. There's always going to be a competitive streak in martial arts, but it's great to see so many different styles within the industry now, where they're sharing, going to business events, etc. And actually, not saying that you know, no one's the best. We're all the best. We're all the best at what we do. And I think you're absolutely right in what you say. So let's move on to building your schools. So um, when did you actually start, like your first school? September 2002, to be exact, and it was a once-a-week hobby. Yeah. I was working in, in the commercial world, progressed through through my career there and was doing okay, um, left the company that I worked for, set up on my own, had a successful business, which we sold, and the plan was to take six months out. So three months later, I'd opened two more schools, right. <laughs> and, uh, and we ploughed on from there. It wasn't a blind vision to grow it to the size it is today. It was something I always wanted. But I wasn't just focused on growing the schools. What I was fo- I've always been focused on is sharing my passion with as many people as possible. The byproduct of that is that we've we've been blessed to have created what is now a great business as well. 
Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. So, um, tell me about so what date was that? When was that? What year? Se- September two thousand and two. So two thousand and two. We fast forward now. So, what's that? How many years Six, is that? Probably sixteen years. Sixteen this year. years this year. Amazing. And Tom's got nearly a thousand members. Fifteen schools within his little licensed franchise system that he's got. Great big full time centre. So, tell me about your like to build that now. Uh, what you've got now? What, what's life like with that many schools? <laughs> Busy. <laughs> busy but great um, I, you know I do what uh, as all of us who are martial artists and teach it and teach it full time I do what I love so I don't feel like I have a job again we developed early on staff we, we developed training instructors and when, when I say staff I mean instructor staff I've had a bit of a, a big light bulb this year with a big thanks to Gordon uh, with staff in terms of the back office staff the, ab, uh, the administration staff that we need and we are growing now but my instructor team we started growing, I think, in 2007, eight. Our first wave came through, and I've written, rewritten our instructor training program, I think, six times since then. It's a very intensive course, but we grew those guys, and, and nobody is self made. We're all made by our teams or with our teams. We've got a great team now of 20 instructors, and it's, it's largely thanks to them. We, we came up with a diverse way of, of trying to accommodate everybody's needs, if you like. So we have, we have the full time gym. Which obviously I need. We have members of the instructor team have their regular class slots, their programs which they they own, if you like, as well as you know coming in to cover holidays, absence, leave. We have what we term our franchise schools and our satellite schools. So the satellite schools are owned by myself, yeah. and we pay an instructor to to run the classes. Yeah. And the franchise schools are owned by the instructor themselves, but they run our systems. And work it that way. So I think we're uh, eight franchises, six satellites, and and the one main gym. That's how we've grown to where we are. We're at 20, 20 members of the instructor team, and those guys really do it. So I mean, we yeah, it's busy in the daytimes. We're leveraging more time through more back office staff. In the evenings, I have my set classes that I teach, and I try. It's something I'm working on harder now. Try to visit as many locations as I can. So actually, I only now teach three nights a week. And there's some set days off in there as well so that we can go and we audit all our locations. I audit them and our instructor team audit them as well separately so we keep the quality high that way, keep the presence there. And, and a lot of other media streams we're using with technology now with the Facebook Lives, the videos, etc. Just trying to make ourselves as instructors more accessible to the, to the membership. Fantastic. Really, really good. Great share. You know, it's, you don't just go from zero to a, a thousand members in like a year, do you? you? You have to build it up and you have to really work hard. Now, clearly you're very driven which is great isn't it but what what would you say what what tips would you give to someone who wants to a build a multi-location now that you go through lots of challenges don't you so you go through you know you you want to build it yeah i mean i've been there you know you want to have multiple locations blah 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 uh, which is great but you get to like as you go along that journey you start to realize the things what to do and what not to do what's going to work what's not so share with us what you feel now from today would you, what tips would you give to someone wanting to set up multi-franchise locations of martial arts schools? What would you say would be your, your top tips for doing that? The first thing I would say to anybody embarking on, in fact, any form of new project, would be to get clear on your purpose, on your reason for doing it. Get really, really crystal clear on that purpose. And once you've got that, the systems will build around that. Something I wish I'd done better because it's been a, a mammoth task which we've undertaken this year and just really got to the end of the project is systemising as much as we can. Welcoming technology. I think as martial, 
Technology moves so fast, and as martial artists, we're not all super technical people. Many of us are more kind of hands-on, manual type of people. I've embraced technology in the last 12 months and realised how where I've been going wrong and I should have embraced it so much more earlier. Try and get the systems in place and, and treat the people the very best way you can. Find out what your people want. You're never going to grow big just by yourself. So get clear on your purpose. Find out what your people's purpose are and serve them. And when you serve them, they will serve you because they'll be achieving what they want to achieve and you will grow from that. I mean, that for us... We had two main types of people, and I think it would be the same, but you'd need to find it out for your own school, but I think it'd be the same for most teams, in that you would have the type of person who just loves martial arts and just wants to turn up and teach, and that's it. And you'll have the other type of person who really wants something for themselves, to have something tangible, to be able to say they've got their own business. And that's where our satellites service our instructors who... They have other jobs, they have family lives, they're busy, but they really, really want to share their passion. So they are able to turn up to the location, their system's all documented, all done, they know exactly what they're teaching, when they're teaching it, and they rock up to that location, teach their classes, and go home, and have a great time doing it. And then we have the people who have the franchises, who want their business, who want to build their own version of what we have, and achieve and and have that tangible business and have that sense of achievement in that way, and they have to give in a little bit of extra time commitment because they're having to learn the marketing, the business side of it. And if you can teach them that yourselves, that's fantastic. But if not, don't. this is where we all need to come together. Don't be scared to network. Get other people in to do these things for you. I've found that I'm so much happier because... In any small business, the, the business owner always tries to be everything. You know, we're a finance department, we're IT, we're, you know, as well as writing programs, as well as doing everything. And actually, I mean, an example we've got here is that we have a training manager for a huge corporate. So he's now our training manager. He's documenting our systems a million times better than I could ever do it. And better than that, he's training other people in those systems. So it leverages my time gives a better service and everybody's happy. Yeah, I love it. You're so right. So yeah, great tips there. Really, really great tips. You know, growing a martial arts school is not easy, especially if you're isolated. And, and you pick up on a few points that you said are quite a bit with where we should come together, which I do talk, I, I personally believe, I talk about that a lot as well, is trying to unite us together. Because it is such a lonely place, isn't it? Running a martial arts school, if you're not networking with other martial arts instructors, because the amount of instructors that I come across and I get to speak to on a daily basis, everyone just feels like they, they've got no one to talk to. It is lonely. You're teaching. You're doing what you're doing. You feel isolated. You feel that everyone's in competition with you. When actually, we're not in competition with each other. 100%. We're, in, not, we're not in competition with anyone. We're in competition with ourselves. And if we're in competition with anyone, we're in competition with all the other activities, football, rugby, tennis, whatever that is. And we're not in competition with anyone else. So together we are stronger. That's a great, great point that you made there for sure. We need to come together more. And what I would pick up on that is like, like you have definitely, and what I love about what Tom's done, Tom, Tom has a lot of students, but he was open enough to come and chat to me and say, look, look, look at what my skill set is and how I can, can help him and said, look, I, you know, I need help in certain areas. Because he knows how to build a school. He's built loads of them. He's got multi-franchises. But he knew there was things missing. What was the reason that you... Because I, I love this, Steve, because uh, you normally get people who are really just can't grow. You've grown it, but there was elements of it that you wanted to grow yourself, wasn't it? What were them things that made you come and say, actually, I'd like to learn some more stuff? 
Do you know what? I think it's actually a really good case study for what we're talking about, about bringing people together, because I've seen Gordon's name and seen Gordon's face around for many, many years. In fact, one of our franchises is in a very similar location. We're very close by. And in my old self, if you like, I'd, I would have definitely put my guard up and thought, no, no, you know, we can't speak to people in the same area. I actually contacted yourself, didn't I, Gordon? Um, after I'd seen him on his business martial arts mastery pages and there was more and more things popping up. And I remember contacting him and saying, I don't know what I need. I definitely need something. And I just had a gut feel, I just had an instinct that we needed to touch base. And we may well have sat down, had a coffee, said, yeah, great, you both love martial arts, let's just carry on what we're doing. And that would have been cool, that would have been fine. But actually, I signed up to the, one of the coaching programs that day, and I've never looked back, and it has changed my business. And people look at, have looked at the business and gone, oh, nearly, you know, at the time, I think about 850 members at the time, and lots of different locations. But actually, our capacity, one of the exercises Gordon went through with me was looking at our capacity and I think we could get another 50% in without changing anything. And I've had so many light bulb moments from sharing and the fact that actually geographically we are close by, that's an advantage. Yeah. It means we can do days like today, you know, you can come to my gym, I can come to yours and it's great. And this the whole thing about people not wanting to work together. I've said so recently to so many school owners, it would be great for the listeners to think about this. How many people do you actually lose to other school owners in your area? Very, very few, I would hope. If you're teaching the right classes and they're great fun and they're exciting and they're doing the right things, very few. So you have nothing to fear. Literally, you have nothing to fear, but you do have loads to gain because there's so many skills Gordon's got that I've learned from. Huge light bulb moments. You know, our, our schools are now paperless. We're completely electronic. The systems are all there to see. I can be sat on a sunbed up in Dubai <laughs> and, and be monitoring my it's, classes if I chose to micromanage it. That well, sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I will. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we just got to get, let's work together, guys. Contact Gordon, get onto the coaching courses, come to the networking and... Thank you for the share and thank you for saying that because <laughs> I really appreciate that. What I like is just how open that you are to learning when you're at a place because, I, I, see, we all need to learn. I've got three mentors <laughs> that coach me on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I need that much help, you know. <laughs> I've, you know, you know, investment in yourself, learning and developing because the more you listen, when I do masterminds, we do the masterminds. Yep. We've got the masterminds, it's great days and I'm picking up things from other people as well. You should always be learning. I think you, you're great product of that because you're not like saying I'm the finished article or I'm the finished person what you're saying is actually I want to put my white belt on again and that's what you're doing consistently more and more and more you're putting your white belt on you want to say I want to learn more I want to become more I want to be more and we are always learning whereas I think lots of martial artists I think that and what I've tried to do over the years is break that down and go look what would you be teaching other people you know, you've got yeah. to put your white belt on every day. You've got to learn. And I know that speaking to so many school owners, there's this barrier on, oh, yeah, but I should know it all. No, that's the wrong that philosophy. I don't believe that at all. In, in fact, you're at your best when you're learning and growing. And I know we've spoke about this before, Tom. You're a happier person, aren't you? Oh, without now, doubt. And that, and that was me. What you've just said there, that was exactly me. Was No, I, I know it. I know it already. Definitely know it already. Oh, geez, I don't know it. But I'm going to say I know it. <laughs> And now, without doubt, yeah, I have been open with it, um, but it's made such a huge difference. And one of the big benefits I've got from it, actually, is becoming hyper-focused. And a large part of that is due to the accountability. So I've had the routines in my day, in my life, in, in the business, in my personal life. 
but actually now I'm accountable to them and we've shared them and so much more disciplined with it that actually stuff gets done. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? and, and you touched on accountability is another thing. Like people are scared to be accountable. But when I see loads of martial arts instructors in a mess, they've been doing that. And you see them on the feeds, don't you? You must get frustrated because now you know yeah, and you're yeah, looking yeah. at these people on in the communities and you feel for them, don't you? Because they've been teaching for 10, 20, 30 years and they just can't make it work. They just can't bring the students in. They can't keep them. They, they're trying to build it. They're looking at other people's successes and you can feel the frustration, but they're, they're, it's themselves that are in their own way. And that's why I wanted to pick up on what you were saying there. It's like, You've got to get out your own way. And we, I talk about that a lot, but you haven't got in your own way. You've not gone, well, I know it and I've made it and I've done that. Because I think when you do that, you, you, you rot away. Yeah. What you've done is, and it's so important, I've definitely seen a massive change in yourself. Like I said, over the last, the last 12 months or however long we've been working together. And it's great to see that you, you're happy, you're more vibrant. You've got so much more that you bring into the table. You, you feel there's more to life, isn't that? You, and, and what comes from that is you're learning from everyone else. Now you're starting to create a freedom for yourself yeah. with yeah. more staff. more, And that allows you to be more creative, which is just a, a very, very powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, more motivated, more freedom, just generally happier. Being, you know, Knowing how to chase after the things that you want. Well, knowing what you want, as I said earlier about your purpose, but then knowing how to go after it and actually being able, having the ability to just go and do it yeah. is a fantastic feeling. And, that, and I need to thank you for a large part of that, Gordon, as well. It's been a fantastic journey, which is going to carry on for a very long time, we hope. Massively. And we, we've opened up the network. I mean, I've got people now that I would never have come across in martial arts. And actually, I'm learning loads of them. You know, and we've had some great events with them and, and different things that we're doing. So it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Thank you for that. I think it's been a real great insight, really. What would you say to anyone at the moment who's kind of lost, I would say, lost in their martial arts business, probably willing to, they've just, they think, I can't make this work. I'm ready to pack it in. What would you say to them, Tom? First thing I'd say is that. Most of us have two arms, two legs, one head, one body. We're not that different. You know, I don't have any superhuman powers that help me develop this business. Um, neither does Gordon that I'm aware of. Um, Definitely not. None of us do. We're all just people. And anything that's been done can be modelled, can be replicated, can be redone, can be taught. You know, when you started martial arts as a white belt, before you even dreamt of teaching, you probably didn't even think, you, you looked at the guy at the front of the class and thought, wow, you know, I could never get there. And now you've got there and you are that person and you're still looking forward, but you're looking forward gloomy going, oh, well, I can't make this work. Well, actually, the people before you have made it work, I've made it work to the levels that I want it to be at the moment and I'm going on to my next journey. So it's definitely possible and it's definitely teachable, but you didn't teach yourself to become a black belt. You know, somebody else taught you. So pick up the phone. It doesn't have to be to Gordon or myself. It can be to anyone who you have a good link with, who, who sits well with you. Even if you think they might not be able to help you, but you want to voice it, just talking it out yourself. Absolutely. But make contact with people and talk about it because... I mean, if you're feeling that way in your town, how many martial arts clubs are there making it? There will be at least one. Yeah. So that can be taught. That can be taught. It's possible. Anything is possible. We live in 2018. As I, as I tell my kids all the time, they moan about doing press-ups. And I have a little thing which I say to them all, which is that I need, just need to check we are in 2018. We can put a man into a spaceship, fly him to the moon land him, get, let him get out, take a video, beam it back to Earth, fly him back to the Earth, and he can get out his space shuttle and talk to us all. That happens. 
you can run a martial arts school. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I to- totally agree, Tom. I totally agree. I really, really like. I think it's great what you're saying, and you're you're so right. You know, they're do not isolated. Stop. You know, try not to worry that you can't. It's been done. No one is superhuman. No one knows. It's not okay for them. You can learn exactly. If I can, Tom can. Anyone can do this. And uh, I'm definitely on a mission to open up the build the martial arts industry up. Show that I believe every single school owner should be able to live their dreams, live the lifestyle, have the freedom, the choices within their schools. You know, you can have this amazing lifestyle with this business. It's so powerful. It's so exciting. While teaching your dream, I think it's the greatest business on earth. But you have to become a black belt in business. You have to learn it. You have, and this is exactly what you're trying to say. Put your white belt on every day and decide to decide to get the information that you need and the help. Definitely. The one other thing I would say is related to standards. I know as clubs grow and historically there's been clubs that have gone out there and been huge and people complain about standards and say, oh, you know, they're, you know and they give those clubs labels and what have you. You can grow your school in line with your values. And if your value is high quality, you can grow your school with high quality. And there's so many more diverse methods to do it now um, with embracing technology and all the rest of it into your classes as well and into your systems. It most certainly, without doubt, is possible to build a huge school. I mean, uh, pale mine into insignificance and keep the standards high. If that's your value, which I'm sure most of you believe it is, then... You can keep that value and grow without a doubt. Is your standard worse when you had one person or when you had five? I would bet I'd put money on it's about the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that multiplies when you got hundred, when you got five hundred. So long as you get the help you need along the way and put the systems and processes in. I love that, Tom, and and I think that's so right. Like I always say, like like well, when I first started Master Business Mastery, it's all about you can still build a school and maintain your standard because I've done it. And you've done it. You've got great standards. So the thing is, it's down to the person about the standard. It's not that you can't build a martial arts school to as big as you want. The person dictates the standard. It doesn't mean that you can't build a martial arts school while maintaining your standard. And that's the difference down to the person. So if you want to still maintain the standard in martial arts, you can do so while building the school, building your brand, building your revenue, building a lifestyle for yourself. And that's what this podcast has been all about. So thank you very much, Tom, for sharing your time. It's been great to come down here, see your amazing place here. Really good. You'll be hearing from Tom a lot more in the future as well. But really, thank you for that. Really enjoyed you being on the podcast. And um, we'll look forward to speaking to you again soon, buddy. So anyone who's listening, and catch him uh, within the communities as well. And um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.